So from Alabama, never probably traveled all the country before, right? Mm-hmm. At 21 years old, bro. Gets sent to Poland, has no fucking idea what a Zolte is, right? Yeah. And it's giving you $100 a month, which obviously in Poland, you know, if you have your expenses paid, you can still not die out that, but it's not much, even in 2018. Take me through that. Like, if you've been around black people, you know, two black guys in one small hotel room is not going to go well at all. A lot of people don't say what they're going to do, especially overseas. And going back to my original point, who the fuck are we going to call? USA rules don't matter. <laughs> I worked one job my whole life. I worked at McDonald's when I got kicked out of college. I didn't think highly of myself. Nobody told me how, like, you know, what my ceiling was. Just being outside of home and seeing what people are allowing me to do, utilize my gifts, that made me realize that, man, I'm really blessed. A good lesson for every single person is once you step out of the little comfort zone and you take the arrows and the sticks and the stones that everyone throws at you or society and you beat it, then the universe is like, oh, this dude is real. This dude is not yeah. a joke. So let's give him push. Let's give him some energy. And then they throw shit at you that you... You would never imagine in your life, just like you said, middle of fucking nowhere, Alabama, from my opinion, to now world <laughs> traveler, you know, seven years in Europe, and now maybe a rugby career, and he ends up one of the greatest coaches in Australia. This shit was the most strange thing ever. This is a city where it's like, I think it's like 5,000 people. I'm like one of the first black guys. Like, so all these people are just walking up, taking pictures. And I'm just like, bro. So if I go to that sorry. city, I'm going to be treated like a king if I say I know you? I guarantee you, if you go to that city and say you know me, you get whatever you fucking want. If you go to that city and say you know me. Yeah. I talk so much about this this internet, how about it's like Pandora's box and the, the evils of it and whatnot, but it is allowing you to get these perceptions now. It's on you to find the good ones and not consume the bad ones, but there's a ton of people on this internet trying to expand your limiting beliefs and give you the courage and the motivation to do it. Buenos dias, no more boy GI, I'm in Peru, Espanol. So far, not too bad. You know, I like this uh, Lima. It's a lot of... Uh, more frio, but still good weather, 70 to 80 degrees. Uh, you know, something new, fresh. I was in Brazil for way too long. I love Brazil, but you know, you know how it is. You know, my guest today, where you just gotta you gotta refresh the brain, right? So I got a dude on here. We've been kind of never had a conversation until now. You know, shot back on the Instagrams, the social medias. We live in a very similar world with the overseas football life. I got this in the background. It's this old video game. Some of you might have played. It's called Mercenaries. And that is our life, you know, for six months of the year. Now you're, you're doing more with the, the rugby as well. But we go into a place, you know, we're expected to lead. We're expected to perform. We get paid. You know, we have all the pressure. If you do good, everything's great. If you don't, bye-bye. You know, there's a lot of drama in this interesting lifestyle. So I want to, to talk. Now, Davion, am I pronouncing that right? Yes. Davion yeah, that's correct. Young. You're, you're a veteran in this overseas life, man. It's, it's been a ride or what? Man, it's been a crazy ride. But, you know, I would never trade any of this for anything. Like all the bad stuff I've been through, never would trade anything else. I would go back and do this all over again just to have experiences like this. And wh how long have you been doing it for? This is my upcoming seven years now. Seven years. List the, list the places quick. Uh, U.S., Poland, Brazil, Romania, Germany, and yeah, that's in upcoming Serbia next year. So about five or six places. Damn, and you've been doing that year round, or you're going back to the the states sometimes? No, nah, this man, this year round. Sometimes I think I just started doing year round last no two years ago in 21. 
oh, I don't think I could do that again. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Yeah, now tell me, I mean, because a lot of people ask this when I say like, okay, I'm a part-time professional athlete. They're like, what? You know, football overseas. Well, what, what country? And uh, they always want to know about the money, right? And obviously we're not paid like we're in the States, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. Kind of factor in what, what you've been getting, how you survive off it. Uh, is it a lifestyle that, you know, you can save or is it just kind of like, hey, I'm going to enjoy the experience uh, and build something while I'm doing it? Well, it depends on, like, for my situation, it just depends on, like, the country that I've been to. Like, for example, Poland, you know, you've been here, you played here, you know what you can, like, you know, what you can save, how you can live off of. Like, the currency difference is uh, it's crazy compared to, like, Poland to Romania to Serbia and stuff like that, especially Brazil. So it's like um, the lifestyle is just it's so different than what I really thought it was when I first came over here. So, um, like, the pay – my pay just keeps going up, up. So it's easier to save now than it was. I think it was like two years ago, but um, it comes down to like you know how you utilize your money and like what are you spending on. So for me, it was tough to save my money, depending on which country it was uh, it was in. But now it's just like you know I know how to get around a lot more cheaper than you know than I used to think. So it's it's pretty solid now. I can just live off of like you know a couple two hundred solid depends on where it is but germany was the toughest place because it's kind of expensive out there yeah no doubt i think people especially americans have this misconception about like money and and how the rest of the world operates but man these people you know example in brazil my uh my amiga she makes she's a lawyer she's in charge of mm. nine people underneath her and she's working on a 20 million dollar uh usd case and she's making 600 dollars a month I was making more to throw the football around twice a week and play two games a month in Brazil. I mean, that should kind of put things into perspective of like, wow, this high paying lawyer job, $600 a month, right? A lot of Americans don't kind of understand how one blessed uh, the cost of living in the USA is, the amount of opportunity, but a lot of the world, you know, they're not making $1,000 a month. I mean, that's a lot of right. money to a lot of people. It's, it's a perception change for, for a lot. I agree, uh, man. Wow. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Brazil's a different yeah. Brazil's a wicked case, man, because it's it's a very inequality, you know, type country where I think you got like mm -hmm. the ultra, ultra wealthy, and you have like a big class that considered a middle class, but they're just getting by. Like uh my amiga, I mean getting paid scraps for the amount of work she's doing. And then you have like a 30% class that is, you know, borderline slaves, right? You know, the favela types, they're living on nothing, you know, in huts, yeah. no running water. So Brazil is an extreme example, but shit, in Poland. You know, I was pulling in a decent chunk of change compared to, to what the, the average person was making during their job. Um, and, and the cost of living was fantastic. And in our lifestyle, too, they pay for the rent. You know, usually get some food, yeah. you know, the phone bill. Like, you don't have expenses, right? So you're kind of right. – it's like a paid vacation, a lot of people, you know, you know say. Yes, totally agree with that. Um, to actually retouch, retouch on what you just said, like, um, when I was in Cassius de Sul, that was – that was damn near what like you know what our president was making at his job too and i'm like bro that's really not as much as i thought it was but i think 2019 it kind of like it was a little bit lower i think because you know times kind of changed like since covid but man you like every time i see you like you know post your content about brazil and like whatnot man it would it's really eye-opening to see like how much times have changed and how different like you know the other side of the world really is 
compared to like, you know, where you were then and now. And it's just like, man, it's 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 so it's so astonishing to actually see all of this just take place right now in this very time. Where in Brazil were you? I was in Caxias do Sul. It was towards the south, I believe. I wasn't up north. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a whole different beast. The, Brazil is yeah. way different. You know, the different regions Ooh, yeah. and the areas. And like, I was, I totally thought I was going to Africa with huts and you know the machete <laughs> in the northeast. Yeah, and I come to find like, you know, it was crazy. It was a total. I mean, developed huge buildings. You know, clean, safe. Um, you know, there was the hut shit, but it was more interior. You know, the rich people stay. You know, by the beach, of course. Yes. But uh, Brazil is a fascinating place. It's probably one of the most interesting, you know, awesome, crazy. It's just the vibe in Brazil is just is different, man. It's it's something that's very hard to put into words. They love to have fun, man. Them them people love to have some fun. As a barbecue, a little bit, <laughs> yeah. just a little. Beleza. No, no. But mm-hmm. hey, here's the big thing that why I reached out to you. Because obviously we've been going back and forth. I like what you do, you know, throwing all that content out there. And and uh, Jay Willie said good things about you, et cetera. But I just went through kind of an interesting situation in what I thought was paradise. You know, I love my situation. And it's still not confirmed. We don't know kind of uh-huh. what is going to happen. But I was thinking long term. I'm like, I'm going to go buy a place here. You know, everything is Hakuna Matata. And we lost. And, you know, when, when you lose, you know, all of a sudden things mm-hmm. you know, real shit, right? What, what, what's yep. what thing and so i went through this and i've you know i've been to a couple of different places and, and had similar experiences but you know one or or you know so i've seen on, on both ends or it's flipped and i don't know tell me about that man because like me and you we're in a lonely lonely world right it, it's just us our balls and, and how, how good we can play basically and mm-hmm. uh you know you come and you go so it's hard to really totally develop relationships or they don't want to because they, they've seen so many imports and sometimes you feel like a piece of meat right and that's tough when your your family's way away you know you don't know who's a true friend who's not um so yeah i kind of went through a little situation currently and i wanted to talk to you about you know how how you've dealt with that and and what do you think about that overall philosophy of uh the the lone wolf position we've put ourselves in well i had to um i had to learn a lot at age 21 Man, I came over here. I'm only 27, so I came over here when I was young. Didn't know nothing about no overseas, no currency, like no none of that, bro. So um, the way I dealt with that stuff was, man, I had to I had to remember like why I'm really here. I didn't understand my purpose at the time, but I had to rem- I had to remind myself day in and day out that it's not. <sighs> It's not, it, you know, it's not as bad as people like. It's not as bad as people making it seem like it was. But for stuff that, uh, for stuff that I, I had to handle on my own, being that lone wolf, I just had to, you know, just enjoy what I had right then and there. Because again, I'm still young. I didn't really understand anything that was going on. I'm just here playing football, thinking it was professional, but you know, I'm in my own little world. But. Um, you know, I've came across, you know, situations where I've had, uh, you know, I left my girl from back home and I had, you know, had my first, you know, European thing here. So uh, it was it was so crazy. But, man, it's just I don't even know how to put that stuff in words, man, because I've been in so many situations overseas where I, I didn't even know what to do myself or who I, who I could turn to. Because then again, 
I found myself in a lot of difficult situations where I couldn't trust a lot of people here either because they don't have the same mindset as Americans have. And they definitely have not experienced the same things Americans have uh, experienced either. It's, it's hard to it's hard to actually explain that, man. It's really hard to. So wait, how have you dealt with it then? Just like, fuck it, move on, keep moving just like, forward. Just had to, man, that's like, I just had to keep moving forward. Even though I knew for a fact I would always regret doing something stupid. I'm just like, man, fuck it. If, if something were to happen, something were to happen. So I just kept moving forward. But little did I know, later on in life, I would always come back to that problem that I, I you know, I ran back, I ran into earlier, earlier on in my career. So, you know, COVID happens. Now I'm stuck. Now I'm stuck in Poland. Um, and so I'm around the same people. I'm seeing the same females that I've had to deal with. And so and it's just, I'm basically running to the same problems. And now I'm just in Poland during COVID in a hotel room, not knowing what to do. So my mind's going crazy. You know how it was during COVID. You know how you just couldn't think straight. You don't, you're wondering if everything's going to be okay, if, if everything's going to go back to normal. My mind's going crazy. So, you know, at this time, my mind's just thinking, damn, bro, like, what am I really going to do? Because I really don't have that many connects out here like I thought I did. So I just had to keep pushing and just, you know, yeah, have faith that I mean, something happened. Man, they so I didn't they didn't pay us for like three months. So the only thing yeah, that we food. had was, yeah, we had food, we had shelter. So that's all I was good with. As long as we had those two, I was OK. But um, it's like, man, I need some money because, you know. You know how it is, like, you know, just being broke. You, you don't want – it's not It's not a good feeling, honestly. But this is, like, my third – this is my third year. 2020, I think, was my third year. So, again, I st- I'm still young, not knowing how to operate around here. So, it was just like – Three months in that hotel in Poland? They didn't send you home? No, nah, man, because I – They kept thinking it was going to happen. They kept thinking the season was going to happen. It was just going to be two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, yeah man. So, it was like – but then again, it was just my will of, you know, this is, I think this was one of my wake up calls that is saying, Hey, you're in a whole different situation to where you thought you were going to be way before you even thought about coming to Europe. So take advantage of it. And I didn't realize that until I think the season actually came. So I'm like, okay, it's here. I've actually got what I wanted, but I'm still not around people. I trust. So just do what you got to do. Take care of yourself and just have fun. Whatever happens, happens. Because remind you, we're going to ask kicked all year. So <laughs> I mean, going to ask kicked all year. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just having fun. So I'm meeting new people. And now I'm starting to really get familiar with how things work out here. So I'm just figuring this stuff out as I go. As I'm keeping pushing, I'm just figuring out as I go. Okay, so let me ask you this. Um, I don't think a lot of people understand uh, being in the situation where you get – to have flown to a foreign country, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, you're on a team that you're expected uh-huh. to lead on. A lot of them don't necessarily speak your language. There's massive cultural uh-huh. differences. You're basically the only one getting paid. Everyone expects you to take them to the promised land. Uh, and then doing that in a different team each season in a different country. Like, how do you handle that type of pressure? Because a lot of people, look, they get their normal job, right? Oh, I'm a little worried for two weeks and they're in that job for three, four years, right? Or, or they're not thrust into totally new environments with people and, and especially expected to lead, right? That's what we are yeah. have to do every freaking year, you know, in different yep. cultures, different languages. How do you process that? How do you succeed with it? Um, I, I just goes back to like what I said earlier. I, 
I, I said I, I had to remind myself I had one job and what I really came here to do. So I had to remind myself that. But, you know, I would always run into uh, situations and like problems where, you know, guys would would feel as if I didn't deserve to be paid this because, you know, their level of expectations of how Americans should play was a lot different than, you know, what ours is like, you know, so um, just being that one guy on the team and just having them look to you as someone that that has to do something in certain situations. I just feel like that it's only so much you can do. For me, it was only so much I could do because I know because you know my hands were tied. So I'm back in Poland at this time, and you know every country as an American import has different you know rules and limits. It was hard being that one guy in Poland playing in Poland at that time because, and I'm and I'm just speaking on the 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 one time that I've been here because uh, this was because Poland was my most unique experience dealing with this situation. Um, just being that one guy, how how they pressure you is just. It could be nerve-wracking, but sometimes it's like, man, I-, I can only do so much. You know, they're paying you to do this. You know, they're expecting you to do this much and, you know, so on, so on. But for me, I feel like you're definitely going to need – if you're an American coming to play for these overseas teams, you're definitely going to need some help from these, you know, domestic guys because it's not a one-man – it's not a one-man team. Yeah, it's football. You it's could – yeah. Biggest team in the world. But more so, like, expand on this idea with me. You know what I mean? Like, this is not normal life. Okay, it's normal not. life you don't you get sent to di- different places and expected to lead grown men who have families, uh-huh. who have jobs, yeah. who have wives. They're not getting paid. They're sacrificing their hours, and, and you're getting paid. Like, and you're thrown in these situations, like, and you can't fold. You can't really be weak. Like, this is what you're paid to do. You're a freaking mercenary, and you got to make it happen, right? I think yeah. it's, it's it's super unique, bro. Like, it's not it's not like it a CEO is. switches each business each year, you know, in different countries, right? And yeah. I think the skill set to, to have that, the self-confidence, the ability to be alone, the ability to not uh, 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 fit in and still, you know, you know, put your shoulders up is, yeah. is pretty unique. That will last definitely, you know, you know, until you get older, you know, for the rest of your life. What do you think about, you know, that uh, idea about uh, this lifestyle? It's not for everybody, but man, I, I, like I said, I would not. It's free travel. You're seeing a lot of stuff that. <laughs> the world, like half the world doesn't even see you're experiencing, you know, a lot of stuff that the world doesn't get to experience. And now that you see both, it's like, holy crap. Like, you know, I get to go like some, sometimes it's good to go back home and just realize what you have compared to what you like, what you had over here. Cause you know, just being, just being a mercenary on these situations, man, like some of it, some of, some of it's worth it, but some of it's not, you know, uh, but a lot of the times you're put in so many situations, leaving family and friends where it's like, man, sometimes this stuff is worth it, honestly. And uh, I, I really wouldn't trade. Like I said, man, I would not trade nothing for experiences like this because it's it's not everybody gets them. You know, not everybody gets these experiences. 100 percent. No, I'm addicted to it. That's why I keep doing it. I don't need to do it for the money, but I'm I, exactly. I love the feeling of. The, the going to war with the teammates who hopefully soon become brothers. I love the feeling uh, of competition. You know, there's nothing that you can replicate. No drug, no beach, no sex that can replicate the emotions of going on the field. Even if you have 100 fans, you know, it doesn't freaking matter, bro. Like winning, playing football is addicting. And like you said, the benefits that come with this, you know, you're put in that top dog role already. So you're mm-hmm. kind of a mini celebrity. The places you go, obviously you're getting paid, the housing, 
you have a community behind you. So like yeah. when I go when I go to Lima, you know, luckily I, I, I developed a good connection with the digital nomads and whatnot. So I had some, you know, help beforehand or hey, we should do this, you shouldn't do this, you know, make sure, etc. But when we get thrown in these situations, they handle most of it, you know. And if you need someone, mm -hmm. hey, I, I want something from the doctor or I need to get a prescription, you know, there's a pharmacist on your team. You know, or there's this yeah. and that, and, and you're 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 connected in a foreign country, you know, like that. So no question, like, dude, I'm so Nothing. grateful I, I did this. I just I find it, you know, the whole okay with the uh, with big things, the big responsibility type quote, where it, it, in the end, yes, you get all these fun stuff, but you need to do your end of it and and take them to the promised land, or you right. know, it was kind of like bye bye. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly and you know guys come over here all the time they don't understand that you know it could be something that you can enjoy so much or it could be a total disaster if you don't take it serious because some of these teams really do take this stuff extremely serious but they also know like you know the time and place to have fun you know so i think it's i think it's you i think it's unique how you know some That's teams can separate oh, oh, oh. You, you made a great point is a lot of these dudes are doing this for fun too so a yeah. lot of them don't necessarily want to they're not getting paid like i said they have responsibilities they're doing it for love and they're doing it for right. fun so they're going to have a lot of fun they might practice a little lazy they might not show up to practice but you can't fall into that because you're the one getting paid and you have to make up for that right and so that yeah. is kind of a predicament where yeah you get the bus rides and we're getting fucking hammered and then everyone's getting naked and shit and that's after you win. So, okay, that, that's great. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to slow down. Like these dudes, you have a game on Saturday and some are drinking on the Friday night. It's like, oh, come on, just go to the bar with me. I said, I got to be a professional. You know, like if, I, if I'm if i hungover for this game, we're going to fucking lose. And then everyone's going to be mad because nobody likes exactly. losing. You know, they're, they're on this team, you know, putting those effort in, those hours of free time, you know, away from their family to fucking win too, you know? And that's on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, most of the times, you know, you this, and that's a small percentage of guys. That's not a lot of like a lot of guys out here, but like you know, situations where you're gonna find some people like that. You know, you may have a teammate every now and then that you'll you you may see that won't take it serious, but you know, a lot of the times, man, teams are so you know, teams know when the time and place when to be you know turn this into a business, but also a family. Now, I don't know. I'm not the type of person that believes, you know, these organizations are really a family, but the, the bond and the, sometimes this chemistry is so dangerous. It makes you just think like, oh, my God, like, you know, this makes you feel so welcome. Like a lot of these teams in like situations can make you feel so welcome, like going from country to country. I know for a fact, like, you know, some Brazilians have well, a lot of them I'm not going to say some, but most of my Brazilian friends, most of my Romanian friends make I've, not, I've hardly had any bad experiences out here inside the team. Never. Because those guys have made you feel so welcome. And they, and some guys understand you're away from family and friends. So you need some of this, you know, some of these things to like, you know, remain stable and, you know, have a, have, have a clear conscience out here. So I think the, the biggest, the biggest thing is the, like the connections that you have with these guys because again, a lot of these guys you're not gonna have connections with anywhere else, you know, and it's just unique. Every country or every place you go, it's just gonna be so unique. I think I, I totally agree. They always bring the import in, try to make a family. Hey, come do this with us, show you around. They want to show the culture, the city, etc. I think where mm -hmm. I struggle with it is like, okay, 
you know, are, do you actually like really like me? You want to, to be my friend or is it like, okay, hey, he's the guy that's coming in here as the Merc, you know, to do his job. And, and is it like a facade, right? And, and maybe that's on me because like I, I know for a fact too, like I'm doing, I travel year round, dude. And like it, I know things aren't lasting necessarily. For every 100 people I meet, maybe I stay in contact with two or three of them, right? And so maybe I don't open myself up because I know, okay, well, it's six months. Also, I'm attached to this guy and, you know, we're best friends and boom, I got to go. Like, that's not easy. I'm a cancer. I have a lot it's of small right? and, uh, <laughs> nah. and So maybe it is on me too, but I think I get this feeling sometimes. It's like, okay, if I saw you at the bar, you know, you wouldn't be treating me the same. Obviously, of course, because, you know, we're not together on the team and, and you know, we're, we're to doing this thing. But I think uh, I, I struggle with that because I'm very, I like to live very authentically. Okay. And that, that's caused lots of problems. It's been amazing. You know, it's, my, it's the reason why my life is so fucking dope. But it's a problem <laughs> I have with uh, with these relationships because I never honestly don't know what's real until after the fact. Okay. You know, until like three, exactly. four months down the road, you know, after I'm long gone. Okay. Who am I still talking to? You know, oh, this dude, you know, said that like, you know, I, I had, uh, you know, Eagle. Um, yeah. Low energy. I still have stuff at his place in Warsaw. I'm like, okay, this is a real motherfucker. Like, you know, like he's, he's taking, every time I come into Warsaw, I came like three different times back to Poland from Spain, Albania, Thailand. You know, Hey, stay at my place. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, yeah, this, this is, this is legit, you know? So that's where I, I just struggle. Cause like when I'm going to be your, it's, it reminds me of Brazil. You could be out in the bar and meet someone and you're the best friends ever that night. And then never talk yeah. to them again. And it's just yeah. like, what? Like that, that's just not how maybe I grew up or, you know, how I treat relationships. So. That's true. Like, nah, you're you you're actually right about that. And you know, I'm really open, like, you know, with you know who I am as a person and like I have nothing to lie about, nothing to hide. Like who I am is who I am. I could connect with anybody so easily. But for me, with these overseas, like you know, relationships, I know for a fact who's for real and who's not. Like it's so easy to tell, like, you know, some of these guys are not gonna invite you into their homes, you know. And I, a, lot, a lot of times I really believe that some like majority of these people only care about your talents, not you. You know, I think it's a 50, 50, 50 percent guys care about, you know, who you are as a person. But you're going to know later on down the road, like you said, but 50 percent only care about, you know, you as an athlete. They only love your talents, not really you. It's a funny it's a funny feeling. But for me, I, I know who, who who's true and who's not. So that's why, you know, I got to be careful about really what i say and how i act towards people because that's just me like i can't <laughs> like i know for a fact i'm not going to talk to most of these guys three to four months from now too so yeah, yeah. see it goes both ways i think yeah what amplifies all this is um so for six months i'm doing the 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 professional life and then another six months i'm doing the digital nomad just traveling right and mm -hmm. the relationships you make with the football because you're going to war with people. People get very hurt in this game. People mess their fucking brains up. And those yep. emotions, that brotherhood, like, you know, high school football, college football, those are some of your best bros to this day, yeah. right? I always talk about the stories, like, you know, this time, that time, because you're so close. Those hours yeah. of practicing, going to the field, like, winning, losing, like, it's a deep bond. It's way deeper bond than any relationship you make, oh, I'm traveling over here and yeah, okay, I meet this person. We, we stay connected. You don't go through pain. You don't go through sacrifices. You don't go through extreme highs, extreme lows. Yeah. And I think that's why these relationships get amplified 
to the extreme because you're packing a shit ton of time, emotion, and, and feelings into such a short uh, a period, especially when you're in a foreign place where your eyes are wide open and there's new things going around and culture and time, you know, it slows down a lot. For me, traveling, yeah. everything slows down. I mean, when I was in Thailand last year, it feels like five years ago, right? Because you pack so many experiences that it's like, holy shit. And uh, that's kind of how I relate these relationships, that there's so much, so much passion going into such a little amount of time that uh, it, it gets me like, whew, what the fuck? That is true. I definitely agree. Hey, you said something. Um, uh, you said, okay, the, the some teams or a lot of the teams are families. You know, this is – they're not paid. They do this for love of it. You know, they build something. It's pride for the city. Uh, but you also said, like, okay, or their business. I don't think there's many businesses. Like, I don't think many of them are turning profit for one. And most definitely, they don't know how to run businesses because I've seen some good managers, but every single one of them, there's money issues, of course. And how many dudes have been fucked over, not paid, not getting what they were, they're signed? You know, I had a situation in Brazil. So bitty. My first team here, I left. They didn't fucking pay me. They didn't put a, a for my last month. And then so my GM and my head coach, who's American, they left. I'm like, well, fuck, I got to get out of here, too. This is a, a train wreck, right? But they didn't have uh, – I was in three different places in, like, three months. They kept – they switched it. There was no uh, washer machine, all these different things they said. They didn't pay, reimburse me for my, my uh, full plane ticket right away. I said, okay. You know, when I first met them, I'll extend it for, like, a month. It's, you know, I like you guys so far. But a lot of people don't say what they're going to do, especially overseas. And going back to my original point, who the fuck are we going to call? You're not going to call the USA rules don't matter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That is exactly. That's a good point, man. Uh, like our experience, our experience is this year. That's why I say they try to run it as a business, but it's, it, they're not good as businessmen. Like, you know, this is, a, this is not even their sport. And I just like, with all due respect, man, you know, I, I respect anybody for trying to play this gladiator sport but at the end of the day if you're gonna run it like a business get somebody that actually knows how to do this stuff but like you know it does come a long way and some of these guys don't play about the money and when and when these gms and teams start playing with these players about their money it's like man like i can't do nothing i really can't do nothing about it like what what can you do and I, I I really I really have my hands tied with situations like this because that's that's what happened to me my last year playing here in Poland. And it's just like, man, I have nobody here. Like my family is like I said, screw that. My family is basically my fiance and that's it. Like and she doesn't know anything about this whole thing either. So I'm just like, man, like I said, just gotta keep pushing. But you're, man, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Come and save the day. It's just nobody. You. Exactly. Just Mommy me. And Daddy are not flying over here, and if they do, they're gonna say, "Get the fuck out of here." Well, you're ready to do <laughs> exactly. Here, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think uh, it's just I'm trying to articulate all these points somehow in some beautifully written document. I don't know, just to explain to people because, like, like I said, we're what we're doing here is is really weird, really unique. It's not uh, luxurious, you know, but it's a different right. form of lifestyle that I think a lot of other people can take many lessons from. You know, and uh, it is definitely like throw yourself into the fire or throw yourself in the deep end, you know, and you either sink or you swim. Right. You have these beautiful, right. amazing experiences traveling the world, winning championships, developing relationships, you know, uh, understanding culture. And and then on the flip end, it's like, 
fuck, you're all alone in this world. You're living your normal lives. You know, you're, you're living five years in one year. You know, you're, 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 it's so crazy. Right. And uh, right. I, I tried to, with the bull perceptions and whatnot, I tried to figure it out for myself and then for other people to take something from it. Like from your, like the, your takes are so amazing. Like you, like I'm telling you, man, like when I, like when I first found out, like, you know, you're like you're, the way you really see life now that you've like going to all these places. I was like, man, this, I got, I got like, I had to connect. I had to connect with you. But like, now that you explaining to me, like all this stuff about like, you know, I found a, I found a lot of similarities of like what, like how you deal with a lot of things, you know, when it comes to, you know, being an import and, you know, just seeing all these other countries. Cause man, I didn't realize like, you know, a lot of us think the same way, but don't really live the same lifestyle, but we think the same way. And a lot of your, a lot of your point of views and your takes are just amazing. Like, <laughs> man, I really, I really enjoy, I'm telling you, man, I really enjoy seeing the stuff you post because it's like, damn, bro. Like I knew I wasn't the only one that like really thought this way, but damn, there's a lot of other people out here that's, thinking the same way I do too. So I actually like a lot of the stuff you actually post and you actually say, even though some people may not agree, dude, I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy all that stuff for real. I appreciate it. And I think, well, especially because we're similar with the, the overseas football life, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Anyone that does this shit is weird. They're characters. They're, exactly. they're, not, they're not living normal like routine. So for one, maybe we can think similar on things, but at least we understand like, okay, maybe this is why he has this per perception because I understand living my life that, you know, th just because everyone else thinks this way doesn't mean it's necessarily correct, right? And uh, right. So we're all fucked up in this overseas world. Anyone, any yes. American for it, they either had some weird thing happen in the past, they're escaping something, they're, you're playing for $1,000 a month in fucking Romania. What are you doing over there? Like, well, <laughs> why? Like, so like, they're, they're, we tick differently. And that's who yes. I, vibe no, I, I vibe with people that say, okay, fuck it. I'm going to go try to figure things out on my own. I'm going to try to live a, a unique experience and not just follow the grain, you know? Yeah. And I think, I don't think everybody should follow that, like that model, but they should try it. I think more, more guys should try it because they, I believe like people from back home are a little bit more narrow minded to like, you know, their view of the outside world. But doing this stuff really just made me like, open my eyes and open my mind to actually see a lot of the stuff I've been learning and actually been like watching are not what it's really been like, you know, portrayed as. So I think doing this stuff was a huge wake up call in my life. And I, I, like I said, man, never, ever would regret this stuff ever. Just big learning experiences every single year. I think um, you made a really good point. Let me change that background. A really good point is you don't think everyone should do it because i agree i think if you are happy i think if you you know feel things are good in your life keep living that way ignorance is bliss mm -hmm. right who am i to fucking tell you that your nine to five and your picket fence and all that isn't great if you don't if you feel great right you know just because right. it's not for me you know maybe it is someday but doesn't mean i'm gonna force it on you and i think when i, when right. I first started the travel and i'm like oh my god you're stupid. You need to go see more. Like, what are you talking about? But I think as you go through this thing, you do realize that, okay, someone's definition of happiness is not your definition of happiness, right? Exactly. So, yeah. so you 
to, to relax on that. But what I did, what you did say, and I think is true, is if you feel in your life that something is off, something doesn't feel correct, or I'm not, you know, no one's always happy, right? But if you're uh, less happy than you are happy, then go try some shit, right? Because I think right. once you do it, it's like a, your brain splits in half. Like, oh my God, I used to think this. I used to like this. Now what is this? And you start questioning everything, right? And that could be good. Yeah. That could be bad. Some people go fucking crazy with it. Some people are like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. Now that I'm not next to my my homeboys anymore, now I'm like in this foreign place. Like, oh, wow, I really do like uh, Pokemon or I really do like going to the museum, right? And back home, they would think I'm a fucking loser. But here it's like, I don't, it doesn't fucking matter what people think of me, right? So I'm going to yeah. do what I like. And, and this makes me feel good. So you can really find out kind of who you are without being uh, afraid of, of judgment from, you know, because most people, they grow up in the same place. You know, they know the same people, the same environments, and, you know, a lot of who and what they are is defined by external factors, you know? Yes. So they never really get to truly find out what is deep down inside and, and go for it, right? So I think yeah. uh, I just said what you said. I tried expanding on it. Yeah, man, because, yeah, because I never thought in a million years I'd be in a situation living in Europe. I never would have thought about it ever. So that was like, man, this is this is not as bad as I really thought it was. Never, never would have imagined. I'm from Huntsville, Alabama. Okay, yeah. So a lot of dudes in Alabama have no fucking clue about the world outside of USA. So that not a single clue. Massive, <laughs> massive cultural cultural shocks. Oh man, my first year in Poland. Well, my first year overseas was the biggest cultural shock of my life. Thinking I was, and this, I had no idea about currency either. Nothing. My biggest shock was thinking I was getting paid $500 when I was really getting paid $100. Didn't know a damn thing. For what team was paying you $100? The Celestia Rebels was paying me $100 to come over here and play, to live in what a hotel. This is 2018. $100, bro? Bro, I did. I Like I said, I had no idea. So I'm like, okay, overseas? Cool. I always wanted to go to Poland, but I'm scared that I might live so-and-so, you know? So I'm like, fuck it. Let's just go over here and see what the hell this thing is. I said, I'm going to go play football. And now I get here, and I'm like, holy shit, this is not what I thought it was going to be. But did I have a great time? Hell yeah, because it's like, I'm, even though I'm living in a hotel, dude, I'm still, like, I'm still hitting, you know, Females, you know, I'm the only black guy in the area at the time. This is like, oh man, and everyone you know, thinks get... Poland is so racist, but black dudes have a blast in Poland. It's crazy. Uh, I I hate when people say that. I am not gonna lie. I, I hate when people say Poland is racist. Some people, the older people, it's the older generation. They don't understand, you know, diversity. I think they don't understand diversity. The younger, you know, our age group, our peers. Our generation more understanding because they're starting to you know be around our you know our culture and whatnot like and american culture and whatnot so they understand but yeah i i hate when people say that you know poland's racist no it's not the older people you're going to run into some older people who are definitely racist yes but the entire country no no but but bro too those older people if you just stay out of out of the way and 
first of all, psychic people don't even talk to strangers, right? So maybe they, they give don't. you an ugly look. But move on. exactly, exactly. That's all they do is just go look at you. Yeah. But if you just keep walking, you know, yeah. what is it? What, what's the problem? Just keep walking, like you know. Expand on this though, because I'm fascinated now. So Hutchins—that's a small town in Alabama, right? Huntsville. Uh, it's actually a, it's actually a, a pretty big population now. So they've grown. They've over, they're overpopulated now. So yeah. Okay. Well, I've never heard of it, so it's not like freaking Mobile or nothing. Right? Yeah. So this nah. dude is like, <laughs> you know, from Alabama, never probably traveled all the country before, right? Mm-hmm. At 21 years old, bro. Gets sent to Poland. Has no fucking idea what a Zalte is, right? No, no idea. Not, no. <laughs> Warsaw, any city. Yeah. And he's getting paid no hundred dollars. Hundred dollars a month, which obviously in Poland, you know, if you have your expenses paid, you can still not die off that, but it's not much, even in 2018. I mean, take me through that, like, like walking the streets, seeing the old, uh, the old buildings, like the the Slavic mindset. I mean, how how was your brain just blown? Like, get, dive into that. My brain was like, man, I was thinking so much, like so many things. I'm like, it's cold, so I'm getting there. It's cold. And the I think the worst thing about it was like you know it wasn't just being there it wasn't the city it wasn't the food it was I'm in another hotel I'm in the same hotel room as a freaking black dude and if you've been around black people you know two black guys in one small hotel room is not gonna go well at all so I'm just like holy shit like what am I doing and so time out time out they had you sharing a room too yeah bro I'm talking about a rookie <laughs> we we're both rookies. And they're finessing the shit out of us. Five months together in a, one hotel room. Sadly, he got hurt three months in. So I had the whole hotel to myself, whole hotel room to myself. It was three cool. <laughs> oh, but it's like you're 21, though. You're, you're, so it was like college kind of dorm, but geez, that's. Yeah, but you couldn't cook nothing. So you had to spend that those royalties, like, you know, every single week or every day. But the same yeah, thing, but right? but I didn't know, but I didn't know, like you know, I didn't, you know, my mindset is just like I'm still, like I said, man, I just came from U.S. straight out of college in the U.S. and I'm just like, bro, what in the hell is this food? I didn't know what pierogies was, I didn't know what uh, beetroots was, you know, none of this stuff. So I'm spending money on food every day, and I think the worst, like I said, the worst thing about that was sharing a room with my fucking quarterback. And he's a clean freak. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's, it, when it got hot, it started getting nasty. It started to stink because we had pads. We didn't have a balcony. We had a window, and that's just like, bro, this shit smells like a rat's piss, and it's just, it was disgusting. So, um, like my my mindset there, it was like, oh man, like this isn't as bad as I thought it was. But I thought Polish people were gonna be mean, you know. I thought it was gonna be a, a rundown city and stuff like that, but. I also had to realize, like, okay, this team is not really professional as I thought it was. So, fuck it, let's just play ball. So, <laughs> so I just got over here, like, man, you know what? Let's just let's just have fun with it. I can't believe I've never stayed in the same room as someone. That's that seems like they were low on money or something because that we did like me and uh normally like you have a apartment, right? Two bedroom thing or or three, and then you have the roommate with you. I've also stayed alone. Um, but, yeah, you were – thank God you do that your first year because if you would have got, gotten that situation now, you'd probably been like, what the – Man, look, I'm talking about I'm – a, I'm, a, I'm a grown-ass man that snores. So I know this – I know he was going through hell while he was there. So it was, it was wild, man. Like, 
just my mind was going crazy and both good and bad but it was more good so yeah so obviously you know some people they go over here i got to do it in italy my first year in italy who you know played on the the video game all night with the boys back home didn't really explore yeah. the culture you know kind of and then he ended up getting kind of hurt and then they just decided we're gonna we're gonna send him home right and um i think a lot of dudes like they either come over here they thrive and they do it for a long time or it's like fuck uh, this i'm one and done or like they 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 self-destruct very fast you know um so obviously you didn't do that like you liked it and then after you're done you're like damn i'm gonna why did you decide to keep doing it or did you think about going home and working or or what was your thought process man I'm I'm glad you asked I'm glad you asked me that because I'm I'm never told nobody this. I worked one job my whole life. I worked at McDonald's when I got kicked out of college. And I never want to ever work a nine to five again. If I'm ever gonna work, I'm gonna work for myself. That shit drove me crazy. So I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go home because if I go home, I'm bored. If I'm gonna work, I'm gonna if I'm gonna work a nine to five, I'm gonna work for my fucking self. Cause I don't like working with people who don't have the same mindset as me. I don't, I, I don't like working with people who have the same, who has a different work ethic, who wants to half ass for some, for some money. So ever since I went home after my first year, I said, fuck it. I'm doing sports full fucking time. Not looking back ever since then it's been going, you know, it's been raising up higher and higher. So I don't mind working now, you know, if I'm going to work, I'm going to work fucking at home remote or something, but I can't, man, I just want to keep doing it because it's like, this is just, it's too good to, to pass up on stuff like this. Not everybody's getting to do this stuff and, and you're, and you're traveling for free and living in places for free. So I'm just like, man, I can't, I can't pass up on this stuff no more. And I'm going to just keep doing it. So I can't no more. So now I found myself, Playing another sport, and it's just like holy shit, <laughs> is that easy? So, yeah. A couple points there. I like the whole uh, burn the ships attitude. You know, like when you go to go conquer the land, you say, you know, you get rid of the ships. We're not leaving. You know, we're gonna conquer yeah. here. Uh, that's kind of what you did with the with the sports, and and then we're gonna talk about that how you got into like another one with rugby, which is fascinating. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I was gonna expand on your point about like this being the life. So like, I'm pretty blessed and, you know, I make decent money outside of, of the football, which allows me to do yeah. the traveling. You know, you see, like, I got pretty women around me, nice places. Yeah. <laughs> and I promise you, bro, as much as I've seen, as much as I've fucked, as many substances and partying and beaches I've been to, there is nothing, zero, nilch, that gets my dick harder than playing the football you know, in foreign countries or wherever, like with people that I think give a fuck about me or people I develop bonds with. And that emotion is, is so addicting. And even mm -hmm. all the dudes that uh, finish playing, whether the NFL guys, uh, the baseball, like and they become successful in business or, or, or do certain things, they always say, you know, there's nothing that competes with or nothing that uh, compares to that competition feeling, you know? And right. I search for it anywhere else. And they say, okay, I can find it a little bit in business, but it's different. It's totally, totally different. And to me, just that, like, when I said the competition, one, the brotherhood, but also that purpose, like it's a singular purpose. We're all working together as this group 
so many weird pieces we have to put together, you know, yeah. uh, give ourselves all on the field just to get to this one goal, you know, the trophy. It's not like in life where, okay, do I want to go this direction and get this? Or do I need the Lambo? Or I want to do this or that, where it's all fucked, you know, up. You're just, it's like clear. Everything is clear and you're with a bunch of people who are with you on that vision. And it's beautiful, you know, it's, and it's something so I don't think can be replicated outside of war, outside of legit, like, <laughs> you know, killing people is the, the, the yeah. weird thing. I agree, man. Nothing more beautiful than that for real. All right, uh, hold on. You've been doing a lot of. I was gonna ask you this. So the long term thing. So you got the rugby. We can we can mm -hmm. hop in. You're doing year round sports now. Um, I know you've been doing content, right? I've seen a lot of your vlogs. Uh, what is kind of like that that long term vision? You're play till the body can't play no more. But are you trying to build a, a social presence, a training presence. What is uh, the the vision? It's funny you ask. Um, I just had a conversation about this, like I think it was uh, like two weeks ago. So I've actually, because I started playing rugby, I've set myself up. I just finished a class last this past weekend where I'm officially a licensed rugby coach now. So the, the club I'm with now is currently want me to be a youth coach and a, a second division coach, you know, around the league. So my my long term plan is, you know, when I'm done with football or I've gotten bored with it, which I kind of don't think I will be, I think I'm definitely going to get into rugby to coach. But long term from now, definitely want to, you know, like I said, I want to have I want to be in a situation or a position where I really want to work for myself, which possibly could lead to, you know, working at a facility and becoming like a trainer or something, because because I started rugby. I've met so many more connections, you know, when it came to personal trainers, uh, you know, national team coaches with the sport of rugby who are, you know, fascinated with what the hell I'm doing here. And so because I've caught their eyes, they want to work with me a lot more. And I feel like that's something I really want to get more into because I have the resources. I have the mindset. I have the work ethic. And I'm definitely have the I have that drive to really just want to make it happen. So long term from now, I think rugby is going to be something that I'm going to stick with because it's it's even though I've done it for a short amount of time, it's became a, a more consistent income for me. Even though I'm not getting paid to play, but to get paid to you know coach and stuff like that, that's going to be a much more long term thing for me than football would be, I believe. But don't get me wrong, if I'm called for football, I'm called for football. Just going where the money is an opportunity. So that's really where I see myself long term from now. And you made a good point about the connections, man. Oh my God. So many connections around the world, people, places. And you gotta remember too, there's a lot of people on these teams that actually have money or do some like small business or president of my uh Danish team. Uh they own like one of the biggest bicycle companies in, in uh Denmark. And there's more bicycles. There's like three times as many bicycles in Denmark than people, you know? Uh, I have yeah. plenty of other like uh, examples of dudes who are like, you know, some dude that's like a scrub and his family is a freaking owns this and that. It's like, holy shit. Right. So the connections in this is unreal. But I also like what you say about leveraging uh, like your uniqueness in the rugby world in, in Poland. Like for one, obviously American, I mean, America's better rugby Two, a football player transitioning into to rugby. But also, I mm -hmm. guarantee what's helped you is the content you made. You know, like, oh, you know, 
you know, this is the difference in rugby or football, the rugby. And I've seen some of those videos and they did really well. And uh, that, that's great, dude. Strike while it's hot. You know, meet all these different people. And, and if you love it, then perfect. It's a, it's a match made, you know. But I, I love yeah. this stuff. This is this is what's beautiful. We're burning the ships overseas, the traveling. It's like just all of a sudden things happen. Like, because you took that risk. You went uh, against the grain and the universe rewards you. Uh, I, I bet yeah. the story of how you started playing rugby is pretty trippy, you know. And uh, that's what I'm saying. And now look yeah, what it's that's leading crazy. to. It's yeah. leading to all these different aspects and, and so forth. And that's a good lesson for every single person is once you step out of the little comfort zone or, you know, what you're supposed to do and you take the arrows and the sticks and the stones that everyone throws at you or society and you beat it, then the universe is like, oh, this dude is real. This dude is not yeah. a joke. So let's give him push. Let's give him some energy. And, and they throw shit at you that you, you would have never imagined in your life. Just like you said, from middle Man. of fucking nowhere, Alabama, from my opinion. To now world traveler, you know, seven years in Europe and, and now maybe a rugby career. And he ends up one of the greatest coaches coaches in Australia. I don't fucking know. But it's neat. Yeah. It's a good lesson for people. Yeah. It's it was man, I'm it was it's just definitely it's definitely something I didn't I told myself I would never play it. I told myself I would never do it. It's just like, okay, you're bored and you have Four more months before you get back into football, do something. So little did I know when I started this stuff, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it, but it was hard. It's a lot hard to transition from this to that. But that, when I started, I'm like, crap, man. But little did I know this is going to help me long term with football, too, because I saw an increase in my performance. I saw an increase in my mentality. Next thing you know, you know. You get what you put in, you know, you know, you get out what you put in or something like that, whatever they say, all the hard work and, you know, the extra stuff that actually like transitioned and elevated me to like, you know, push myself to do stuff. I told myself I'd never do it. It, it really it really showed me who I was as a person. And if I could leave home, why could not play something I told myself I'd never do? So I feel like I I'm I feel like my personality is so, so strange compared to what I really thought it was when I used to live back home. Cause I'm telling you, my life was a lot different living in the States than it is living in Europe. I know who I am now. I didn't know who I was when I first came over here at all. That's what I was saying before about the Pokemon yeah. and the, the museum stuff. Yeah. Cause like when you grow up in an environment, since you're a little boy, you're, you are shaped by pretty much everything externally, you know, yeah. you know, you don't want to be that, that weirdo guy. Cause then like overseas, for example, okay. Like, great. If I don't like someone or I go on a date and it's bad after a minute, like, hey, excuse me. I don't mean, you know, to be rude, but I don't enjoy this. Goodbye. You know, if I'm back yeah. home in the same environment and she knows this person and that person, you don't do that. You sit and put up. Yeah. With, oh, okay. No, this is good. <laughs> but, you know, though, when you're on your lo alone, it's you. Like, you're, yeah. you're very selfish with your time. And it's just like, okay, this is, this is what it is. Right. And you're not uh, held down by societal programming, the cultural, the religion, your family, your friends, your peers, your city, right? It's just you. And you got to right. figure shit out for yourself, right? And yeah, uh, but that's I've had those points too. Like I I I still am very similar to who I was when I growing up cuz I was always like out of the box. Like I was living a similar lifestyle, you know, not really giving a fuck what uh, this person or that person said. Like right. I'll tell you some stories, you know, but and I think I just elevated to the to the next level, you know, and and uh, but also like you know going outside the USA, like 
I was like style, you know, like, you know, I, I, now I like eating all the cultural food, um, my music taste, like, uh, you know, how I view different things. Of course. Yeah. That changes. But I think, and now let, tell me if it's different. Were you just a shy little kid growing up or you said you got in trouble in college. So obviously you were a misfit, you know, like what I'm saying I was. I wouldn't say it was like legitimate trouble because I never got in trouble with the law. Um, but it was, it had something, it had a lot to do with the junior college, man. Like just the only trouble I had was with myself. I did not take shit serious because in my ear, I didn't I didn't want to listen to, you know, what the right people were telling me. I want to follow the crowd. Like when I grew up, man, I was athletic as shit. But I was in the Boy Scouts. I did Boy Scouts my whole childhood. I was playing sports but not organized. So I was doing Boy Scouts way more than sports. I was athletic as hell, but I was rebellious as hell too. And I was just awkward. I didn't think highly of myself. Nobody told me how, like, you know, where my ceiling was. Nobody told me anything. I just had to figure this shit out as I went. And that's why I feel like now that I'm somewhere where I'm out of my comfort zone, where I'm not around my mom, I'm not around my family. I just figure this shit out as I go. And now that I'm like connecting with people who are in a similar situation or now that I'm around people that have, you know, been through some shit for real. It's like, damn, okay, this was on me. Like, all, everything I've done was on me because I didn't listen. So I believe if because of the stuff I did and because of my actions when I was little, I think it created me into a guy that found out who I was in my early 20s. Because like I said, I didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know how athletic I was. I didn't know that I could do all these sports and, you know, and be as, you know, as influential as I am to, you know, coaching youth as I, you know, as I thought, because back home I'm limited to do so many, like, you know, my hands are, are tied in certain situations. So just being outside of home and seeing what people are allowing me to do and utilize my gifts, it made me realize that, man, I'm really blessed to be in like, a situation like this because I get to show who I am now that I never, and I never got to show that at all. So now my family sees it. And now that these people back home see it, they're like, okay, would you like to, you know, have the opportunity to, you know, come back? I've now I'm like two two years ago, I got the job of I got the job offer of a lifetime back home and I'm not even qualified to do it. And they didn't care about the qualification. They just wanted me to do it. And so I'm just like, I can't do it. <laughs> like, like I said, I would not want to go back home and be miserable, be suicidal because that's not my happy place. My happy place is, you know, seeing the world, not seeing the city. So that's really where this whole, like, you know, this whole thing comes from. It's just my, it's my baby steps to my setbacks, you know, from there to now. And it's just realizing, damn, bro, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really living like something unique right now. So. Yeah. I was kind of getting at that, that, that rebel, the spirit, but that was good. Yeah. Good monologue you, you just got into. Uh, I think that is very uh, interesting. The self belief as aspect, like I said, I've been I've been very lucky. My father installed in me, similar to what Kanye's mother installed in in him. You know that delusional. <laughs> you know, just do what the fuck you want and and deal with the consequences, but believe you can do anything type mi mindset. And yeah, uh, so I I can't necessarily relate, but I can see like growing up in an environment. And not getting that 
those words of affirmation or whatnot. And then also going overseas and then some people being like, damn, like, you know, you're really good at this or you're or like, why don't you do this? And then it just totally blows your mind. Like this whole time I thought I needed this qualification, this and that, but these people are telling me like, no, you're already legit. And then you start questioning everything like, oh, what more can I do? This is very similar with like making money and whatnot, where people are like, oh my God, you know, this amount of money uh, uh, per month or what I can ask for for doing this job is, is crazy. And then some dude's like, what the fuck you mean? Like they're giving me 15 grand to do this. Like you just need to ask. Like, <laughs> you know, people are so yeah. like, uh, you know, limiting, you know, self-belief yeah. limiting with everything, whether it's lifestyle, money, woman, uh, every, anything. And uh, I think that's interesting. You found that the shackles kind of took it off you, you know, when you're out on your own, you know, overseas and, and so forth. I was going to ask you, so was back home, this is for a lot of people going back with the external in influences and, and kind of pigeonholing you into a box was like crabs in a bucket type mentality. Did a lot of people go through that. No, nah, a lot of people did. Um, that's hard to explain too, because I really stayed to myself most of the time. Like I didn't party. I didn't do nothing. Like I didn't do nothing. So that's hard to, that's really hard to explain. I guess my version of crabs in the bucket is what I what I said before about everything externally telling you who you are, and uh, I think that happens for mostly uh, everyone growing okay. up. Yeah, it's you. You're gonna stay here. This is our life. You know, you're gonna grow up this way, and don't don't look to New York. Don't look to L.A. Don't look to anything bigger in this world. Actually, yeah, I take that back. Yes, because I went to junior college in New York. Nobody wanted me to go. They wanted me to stay close to home. For, for what reason? I don't know. I think now that I, I've came to realize this, it's like there's a lot of people that told me, you know, I need to stay in one place and don't need to move around so much. I went from New York to Kansas. You know, it's, it, was, it, was, it was difficult to, like, you know, process. Like, why? Like, why, why not? Like, you don't want me to get out and, you know, see the world? I'm thinking seeing the world is going to the United States, you know, going around different states to, you know, to live, but that's that wasn't the case. It for me, I did not have any type of affirmation. I did not have any type of you know confirmation. I didn't have none of this stuff from any of my family or my friends. I had the wrong people in my ear. You know, as a as a guy growing up, all I had was my five cousins who I grew up with, literally, and they literally told me fuck everything else. You gotta do what you gotta do, and we're literally kids, not even 13, five, five of us literally saying this to ourselves. It was mainly, I think, it was mainly my family who wanted me to stay in one place because, no, like I said, nobody, nobody but one person, I think it was one person who saw some potential and what, like, what I could do in the places I could go, but it was, it was just lack of, it was lack of support, I believe, for real. Let me, defend let, me, let me defend your family in a, a bigger picture for my whole argument of growing up and the external factors. It's uh -huh. to protect you. It's mm -hmm. literally to, okay, hey, you know, stay here. Let's, you know, we have security. We have this. You have your family. We're in this together. It, it, it's, uh, uh, it's not out of bad faith. You know, some people are jealous. Some people are like, oh, yeah. I never did it, so fuck this guy. But for the most part, a lot of people, it, especially your family, you know, like protect them, you know? Like even my mom to this day, oh, worried about me and all that kind of stuff and, and, yeah. and so forth. And, you know, luckily my dad handles that and, you know, let the kid go into the fire and, and see what happens. And but that that is a lot of people deal with that. And then they turn around and all oh, my family, this and that. But for the most part, unless there's some like, you know, 
narcissistic, you know, those type of weirdo parents that, you know, hate their kids. It's just protecting. And yeah. they don't know anything different, bro. And that is the best thing about the internet. Yeah. I talk so much about this this internet, how about it's like Pandora's box and the, the evils of it and whatnot, but it is allowing you to get these perceptions now. You know, it's on you, it's on you to find the good ones and not consume the bad ones. But there's a shit ton of people on this internet trying to expand your limiting beliefs and give you the courage and the motivation to, to, to do it. You know, I mean, I bet you've seen it all over, you know, you see examples of people and some are bullshit, some are fake, but there's a lot of good yeah. people out there who are, are really trying to give you what, you know, maybe your parents didn't give you. So, yeah. Yeah. I can see, I can like see you. that. I can see that too. Yeah. It's like you're, yeah. you're, you're doing it. I'm trying to, but you know, it's, it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to, but there's a lot of stuff I can't put out right now because it's kind of crazy. But uh, yeah, no, I agree. Every I agree with everything you said. Some some of the stuff I believe were to protect me because, like I said, I really don't think I should have been in some of the places that I should have been to start. But I was. I, I just felt like, you know, being home and not seeing the world or seeing or going outside of my home, home state really kept me narrow minded or not like just closed minded, not narrow minded, but closed minded of like the reality of life. Because how would I have known that Poland, like, where, like, how would I have known what the hell the capital of Poland was? I didn't pay attention to school. Like I told you, like this goes back to me not paying attention or taking my grades serious. How would I have known that, you know, it's easy to move from one place to another in Europe or how would I have known what an, a third world country is or something like that? Like, <laughs> and not knowing anything about <laughs> currency. I can't believe you true. even know that. The hell no, bro. I'm tell, I'm talking about, because you know how the contracts, they'd be like, uh, we'll pay you so-and-so euros. I knew what euros is. Or U.S. dollars. This contract had nothing about their currency at all. Oh, so they nice. were just like, exactly. So I'm paying. I'm, I didn't pay attention to none of this shit. Like I said, I'm a rookie. Didn't know nothing about overseas. So I said, oh, okay, here we go. It says five hundred. We'll pay you five hundred. Not knowing it was some bullshit contract. But <laughs> and you live and you learn, man. I, I learned a lot from that shit too. So my second year in Brazil, they was paying me. I think it was like what? That's paying me. That's paying me like five, like not five hundred. I think like three hundred dollars. You know, it, like good. yeah, that's pretty good for Brazil. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good for them. But they was but they was partnering with their soccer team, huh? I have uh, my buddy. So here's another part about the connections. He owns a construction uh -huh. company. He's got uh, uh -huh. like uh, 28, 29 uh, construction workers for him. He builds yeah. like 32 unit uh, apartment buildings, sweet government funding deals. It's fucking crazy. But uh, he pays each of those guys and they usually at six days a week, 12 hours a day, $280 a month. This is 2023 in the Northeast. So it's a little more poor compared to the South, South part, but $280 a month. So you're making 300, you have no expenses, you have rent, you have all that. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? That's really crazy. Wow. Yeah, that just that just makes that just puts you know, it just gives you that like you know perspective that damn we're, we're really blessed to be doing this stuff. Life is good. Yes. Yeah, like like just you learn that you figure this stuff out. You're like, bro, 
there is no way that life is really this way. So when people say, oh, you ain't making nothing overseas, bro, you don't know how they live. Like, <laughs> you don't know, like, their minimum, they don't know their, like, their salary. So it's like, bro, it is, it's so, like I said, this is so shocking just to be in stuff, like, you know, just be mercenaries in situations like this. Because, yeah, it's not what you make in the States, but it's definitely livable and it's definitely doable for you to move from point A to point B and see the world and have fun, especially you doing something you want to do or you love doing. It's all relative and not maybe those guys, even though every time I saw them, they were, oh, boy, G.I., Beleza, you know, it looked like they were you know, <laughs> somewhat happy with life. But yeah. I know people that are making the, the decent money, six, seven hundred dollars a month in Brazil and their life's far more fulfilling, far more exciting than any, many of the Americans I know making six figures, you know? And so you put things relatively, I would say this too, my buddies in uh, uh, Bologna, uh, one of them is like a 35, 36 now, year old playboy, you know, he's a model. He also yeah. owns like a, 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 sh a party thing for little kids. He puts on parties with the inflatables and all that kind of shit. And I yeah. assume he makes probably 35,000 euros a year, which is decent money in Italy. And that seems like mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's 38, 39 grand uh, a year USD. And you're like, oh, my God, that's poverty. You know, fucking McDonald's manager makes more than that. Right. And this dude lives more in one year than most Americans do in probably 10 years. Like I'll say, hey, Nick, you know, I'm in London partying. Oh, I go to Ibiza. You know, he has this little motorized skateboard that he goes through the, the city center of. He's wearing yeah. Uh, APs. Yeah, it's, it's all a, a perception shift to it. My biggest thing was probably, well, Italy was was shocking with how good they live with how little they make. But when I was in Florianapolis, Brazil in 2021, I was, I should you not, spending around $1,500 to $2,000 a month. I was on the beach. Like I, I'll show you a, a video of it. It's on the Instagram. I would have a different girl every other day come to my place. I would be drinking bottles of wine. I would get hundreds of pieces of sushi delivered for $10. Literally, king. $1,500 to $2,000, depending on if I went and bought clothes that month. That, that That's what I was living on. I mean, when I first grew up, I thought I would need millions of dollars to live that life, you know? And it, it was just, it was one of the biggest perception, you know, shocks I, I've had. And thank God for the USD. Thank God for being born in a country with uh, immense power. I hope it stays that way. But, right. uh, the world is a big place, 100%, and we are very blessed to, to, to see it. So hold on. Before we wrap it up here, let's just go into where you've been, learn more about what you're doing with the YouTube, why you're doing it, and then uh, we'll wrap it up. You got some time here? You know, another 30 minutes? Yeah, of course. Yeah, man. Yeah, of course. So let's let's go through these countries. So Poland first. That was your first country. Um, yep. You've already hit on a little bit, but give me biggest surprises you know places to go what you love what you hated uh, a synopsis my biggest surprise was uh finding out that there is a actually there's actually a fucking beach up north in poland and it's very enjoyable uh <laughs> it was uh it was amazing to actually like to actually see that go experience it and it was it was so damn cool and you know even though i had that little bit of money enjoyed myself to the fullest definitely loved it um i think the craziest i think but i think one of the craziest things like you know one of the negatives was that uh a lot of people will make time well a lot of people will make time not only 
you know, to show you around. They were, a lot of people wouldn't show me around my first year, so I had to do it myself. So I think that's like one of my biggest takeaways. But other than that, find out there's a beach in Poland up north and just enjoy myself. Yeah, I was in Sopot. Okay. Casinos the right ba- up there? Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. If only I had the money. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that was my biggest. I think that was one of my biggest surprises about Poland. Yeah, Poland's amazing. I did a, a long podcast with a, a pretty big YouTuber there, Vigo's dad. And we talk uh-huh. about every intro Poland on there. And so if you guys are more interested in that, check it out. Yeah, Poland has my heart. I, I had a lot of great times. Uh, won the championship. That was nice. But uh, yep. beautiful country. It's only going to get uh, more and more um, developed. They're talking about being one of the top dogs in Europe. And yeah, yeah you have a dog in, yeah uh overseas this is my so this is me my my fiance and i's dog yeah she polish yeah smart man you like the slap yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm sorry if he keeps barking i apologize man it's fine it's fine where'd you go next then i went to brazil because she has the soul for juventud fa how long um for about it was so I only played for the spring tournament. I didn't stay all year round because oh, yeah, yeah. man, yeah, they their team, their organization was going bad, man. It was it was a bad situation. Um Wait, so I ended up leaving after T-Rex? huh? T Rex? Mm-hmm. It was a U it was Juventud F FA. They had they had like a soccer program out there. It was like in the South, had like a traditionally good soccer program. So they was partnered with them, but they wanted to stop the corporate the cooperation with the uh, uh, soccer team. So they ended up folding, and now they're like another name. So they're just like rebuilding from like the ground up now. What, so what um, is that the Katrina, the con- the state? Like what's what state? I don't even know this man. I don't know none of that stuff like at all. All what I know was it was in- how many people. I couldn't even tell you that. Like, I don't even know like any of it. All I know is it was in Cachias do Sul. That's all I knew. I don't even know. I don't even know where this like what state it was in or nothing. I said, "Oh, Brazil, it's cool." So I'm gonna just go. Like, like you know, that's another one of the things. Like, I'm just just going place. I don't even know nothing about or nothing. So, uh, did they have like a city center? Was it favelas? Was it Optimus? not even? A, not a city center. No beach. No nothing. This was your yeah, country. This was like. Yeah, this is like a country country. So you're the only gringo there, probably. Yep. And did you have a good time? Brazilian girls? <laughs> Brazilian girls? Man, I, I've had more Brazilian she ladies hit on me. I didn't, I'm telling you, all right, honest to God, truth. I hit. I didn't hit, hit nothing out there. I didn't okay. touch not a single – I didn't hit, hit nothing, not touch a single thing. I've been hit on by she ladies more than freaking – Oh, trannies. Yeah, there's a lot of trannies in Brazil. But if you're in the middle yeah. of nowhere, I'm surprised there's that many because usually in the interior, they're very traditional. So I was living beside a, a club, and they were all at that club. I don't know what they were doing. Like I didn't know that they were in the south like that, but they were at this club beside where I was living. All of them were out there. So everyone I tried to holler at or talk to, she lady. So, so many trannies out there, man. So I was scared, didn't touch nothing at all. You went to Brazil and you did, you're lying. Your, your, your fiance is listening right now. No. 
No, dude, I, I promise. I say this. I tell anybody that tells me, anybody that asks me, oh, how many girls did you hit? I hit zero. I saw the most beautiful, bro, Brazil, top 10 most beautiful, no, top three most beautiful females besides Slavic. I say Slavic is number one, but Brazilian, number two at least. But I, I promise I didn't hit nobody at all. Okay, okay. So what'd you learn from that experience? <laughs> did you like it? Did you have fun or what? Too much fun, honestly. Uh, it was like I said, it was my teammates, my guy Mauricio, who I still co- have contact with today. Mauricio and uh, Eduardo, who is the president, have good contact with them. So, hey, had the fun with them. That he took me to parties, all this stuff, experienced all this, and man, tried some good food, liquor, the fruit, amazing. So, yeah, best time of my life for sure. Best time of your life. One of the best times of my life because it was just part. They would party a lot. Like those guys in the countries, they, they and like in the south, those guys would party so damn much. It was it was wild. Where'd you go next? Then I went back to Poland, and then Silesia? COVID started. So, huh? Yeah, yeah. Silesia. Yep, Silesia. And then after that, nineteen no twenty twenty one. I was in Silesia again, and it's the same old same old stuff. You know, this home. Then I went to Romania. This is where the shit started getting crazy. I went to Romania. Romania, it was Rashica. So I'm in the south towards Timisoara, which is five hours away from Bucharest. This shit was the most strange thing ever because this is a city where it's like, I think it's like 5,000 people, a city of 5,000 people. And I'm one of the black, I'm like one of the first black guys, like this would have been like four black guys to play for that damn team. Yeah. So all these people are just walking up, taking pictures. And I'm just like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> so they want to take pictures and stuff. And I think my biggest surprise was just seeing how welcoming they were. I felt like I had the fucking keys to that city. And if I went back again, like right now, I could do whatever the fuck I wanted to. I knew the police do it. No, not anything like illegal, but I had the keys to that fucking city. I felt like, like it was crazy. This is not Timorosa by Timorosa. Timmy Short, yes. Yes. No, 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 no. How far is it from Timorosa? Timmy Short is like Timmy Short is like 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. Because Timorosa looks beautiful. That looks like a nice city. <sighs> oh God. That was a that was a, that's a blast too. Have you ever you ever like plan on going there? I want to. I want to go visit the whole You Romanian need to. Area. You need to. Romania is the cheapest, most fun place. I think yeah. yeah. Bucharest ain't no more. Bucharest is super international. The price has gone crazy. Yeah, it's way, way too expensive. Timmy Shaw is definitely a place you gotta go, because when we went to Timmy Shaw, those people treated us like you were fucking like they love Americans. Like Timmy Shaw, Rashisa love Americans so much. Black, white doesn't matter if they find that you're American. Hey. <laughs> I heard I heard it's similar. Well, now the war is a little different, but in Serbia, in some parts, even though they got fucked with the Kosovo thing and there's some arguments. But uh, I felt that in Bialystok because like not many Americans are in the far east of Poland, you know, next to Belarus, even though it's a bigger yep. city. It's like, oh, American. Is it like the movies, you know, Hollywood and the teens, and especially the older yeah. people? So like you said, they don't necessarily fuck with the black dudes, but, you know, the white dudes are like, oh, my God, they grew up underneath the curtain, you know? Yeah. Like, okay. Like, is it really like this? And they have someone translates, and it, it's a weird and cool experience to get like uh, oh. that, that someone so fascinated with just like where you're from, and you know, and, yeah. And it, it really does make you appreciate 
what USA built, you know, and, and the, even the Hollywoods and the, our our global dominance because people, you know, I think what fucked us up is TikTok. I think now everyone sees the day to day of American. They see the hardships, the struggles. You know, before it was just Hollywood propaganda, basically, right? And obviously, yep. that's not the the average American's life. But you know, America is still amazing and many opportunities. And I, I hope we keep that and not just bash. We have so many Americans that just bash America, and everyone else sees it. And now they start saying, "Oh, Americans, uh, America's a shithole." I've had people in third world countries tell me like, "No, oh, I see TikTok. USA is crime and in a shithole." That's okay. I, yeah, I, I, I bash, <laughs> yeah, I bash the USA a lot, but you, you need to be respectful. Yeah. I can bash it, you can't you can bash it. Yeah. Exactly. I say the same thing. After that, uh, after Romania, I went to Germany. My first year, I was in Bav- uh, Bavaria. I was in Landsberg, small city. I think it's like, it's 45 minutes outside of Munich. And I went back to Romania. No, 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 let me go back. Germany, that was where I felt like it was a, they tried to make football into a damn business because it was fun. It was one of the most professional organizations I've ever, you know, professional structured organizations I played for, but they tried to control so much. It was, it was so much control over there. It was, it was crazy. Uh, It's a strict, it's a very, huh? You guys won though. Yeah, we won. Um, the team, like, you know, my coach, my head coach has a very good structure. He's a very good coach, very good, uh, you know, guy off the field, on the field. But uh, the management just made stuff a lot more, it made it a lot more difficult to, you know, operate because that city is small, but they, they everybody was watching. They told, they was telling people to, you know, hey, watch, because they had, car, they gave us cars with, like, you know, teams' names on it. I can't hear you. I thought you meant like everyone cared of the program, but you're saying like off the field, you got eyes on oh, stuff. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. They did care. Like, but we had like two thousand people at the games and stuff like that. You know, basically the whole community. So it was cool. But they had our names on the car, so they was telling people, you know, hey, if you see the, if you see like you know one of the Landsberg cars do some illegal activity or something, call the police. Stuff like that. You know, hey, come tell us or you know, but I guess they want to protect names, so that's understandable. But it got to the point where it was kind of controlling, but uh, it was still a good time. Get some German beer, Hellas, all that stuff, you know, Oktoberfest, <laughs> whatnot. So um, after that, it was still Romania again. Again, had the keys to the city, did whatever I wanted to. Same result, you know, relationship ended right there. I felt like I, I couldn't do much. So it is what it is. So if I go to that so, city, I'm going to be treated like a king if I say I know you? Trust me, I, I I I guarantee you. If you go to that city and say you know me, they're gonna be like, "Oh God, yeah, posy posy." It was just a picture. They're gonna be like, "Yeah, like I swear to God, you get whatever you fucking want." If you go to that city and say you know me, watch, Nick, Nick, I promise, watch, let's <laughs> watch it. So, uh, where did I go after that? Oh, I went back to Germany, and this is my last. This is where we're at right now. I went to Germany, won the championship. Same old, same old. Still having fun out there, so so now we're just at this point where uh, Serbia is next, and so seeing what's coming, what's coming up. Yeah, I'm so interested in Serbia. I want to visit there so bad. I've talked on and off throughout the years with teams there, and I never pulled the trigger. I think I wanted to be in in Belgrade, and I always talked to the the team in the, in the south. And um, but I'm definitely gonna go visit there. 
I think uh, have to. I've heard so many good things. I heard uh, an Italian legendary playboy I know. He's like 65 years old. <laughs> he told me, Nick, I've been around the world. And Nick, the best place for girls is uh, Novi Sko, Novi Ska, is north of Belgrade. Novi Sad, Novi Sad, possibly. Yeah, Novi Sad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Nick, I promise you, if you go there, it's, it's paradise on earth. I said, oh, wow. And I like, I heard they got great cafe culture. You know, everyone smokes. And I like, I like the Slavic people. I really do. Because to me, for the most part, I, I think they're, they're real people. You know, they won't be nice to you at the start. You know, you have to get to know them. And once you crack the yeah. shell, it seems like, okay, now we're friends, you know, until it, it ends. Right. And that, I, yeah. I like that, you know, even though I come off pretty open at the start, you know, and, and friendly and, but it's the same as how I would treat you after I knew you for six months. Right. And, right. and uh, so I, I don't like fake facade. I think there's some cultures, like especially Brazil, it's the happiest thing in the world. And then, you know, we, we don't talk ever again, you know, it's, to me, it's, it's, it's fake. You know, I don't like, yeah. uh, I like the Slavic realness. So I think you're gonna have a great time there. Um, Tell me last thing. Okay, YouTube. You've been posting. You did. You chronicled uh, your your football journey. What's the goal with it? What can uh, people expect from it? Uh, why should they watch it? Honestly, I'm only doing this because I want people to see the real me. Like I'm not putting on no like no. I'm not putting on any any fake. I want people to see the real me and what imports really you know get when they go to these opportunities and the treatment they get. And um, my whole purpose for that channel is just to be authentic, to give an authentic import, you know, point of view or perspective, because a lot of the times I come across YouTube channels where they're like the day in the life of an import where, you know, you get up, you brush your teeth. All right, cool. No, my whole day in the life is actually showing you the, the legitimate shit. Like, you know, what goes on, you know, within the program, what your coach is really like, you know, who, you know, your teammates are really like, what your imports are really like. And I just feel like I want my channel to get to where it's a real import, you know, perspective and not some, oh, a good boy for a good contract YouTube channel. Nah, I don't like faking about who I am. So that channel is all... The, like it's, it's for the sole purpose of being authentic. And so the, the content is going to come out for like the next, I think is like what in like a week or so that's going to like, it's going to get even more crazier. Cause you know, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to Serbia. And so I'm around my college teammate. This is my roommate I'm going to play with. So it's definitely going to get even more, more authentic or more real because I don't, like I said, I don't like to fake it. So that whole channel is just to give a real perspective on, um, what the import life is really like and not what, you know, somebody really is trying to perceive it as like, no, it's not really as good as you think, but it's not as bad as you think either. It can be what you make it. It's all about the mindset and the way you treat it. So basically to help out a 21 year old Davion, you know, that kind of person you're trying to help out when you first came over, give them the scoop. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because I don't want people to make the same mistakes I made over here. I don't want to, I don't want people to burn bridges as early without them being solidified as a legitimate import here, you know? So 
I, I really don't want anybody to make the same mistakes I did. So I want them to actually give a real, like get a real look and see what it's like and how you have to act towards, you know, the time and the place and not be, uh, not be an asshole, you know, towards these organizations. Cause they're bringing you here on their dime, not your dime. Sometimes they're dime, but on their dime and they expect you to be a certain way, but not 24 seven, only the time and place to, so that's why I give the in practice shots, like you know, the action footage and the off the field stuff. So, well, and also it's a small world, bro. And he said, she yeah. said, so just go out respectfully, exactly. And because they all fucking talk, and unless you got money to back it up, you're at uh, will to these people. So you gotta play the game, you know. Exactly. If you can't play exactly. politics, then then go back to small town Alabama and work at McDonald's, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you navigated it. Yeah, you navigated it in a good way by still staying authentic. But now I think you're trying to, you know, help the the younger dudes coming over, and I think that's great. I think that's beautiful. Can anyone else relate to it? It's good to niche, like you said, you're doing. But can the the person who listens to Bull Perception doesn't give a fuck about overseas football? Will they like your channel, or is there anything for them? I mean, to each his own. I really don't. I really, I really can't say if anyone will like it. So you know, if they like it, they like it. If they don't, then you know. It is what it is. Leave it at that. I don't get paid for it. <laughs> I mean, I don't get paid for it. So, you know, just something for you to watch and, you know, just skip through and see what the fuck happens. So, yeah, you know. So, <laughs> I think they could get a nice cultural perspective, you know, American yeah. food in, the, in the overseas places. And it's not just like go to this restaurant or do any of that. There's more in depthness to it. You speak pretty uh, real on there, you know, like you're having a conversation and, and open. So, I like it. I've seen a, a lot of your vlogs and I hope you keep doing it. But amazing. Can uh, the people contact you for any advice, uh, whether it be overseas ball, whether it be traveling, uh, just to shoot the shit with you? Yes. Um, the only way I'm going to uh, respond to that is on Instagram. I'm not going to answer you on Twitter. I'm not going to answer you on Facebook because if you shoot me your film on Facebook, I'm blocking you. I'm sorry because I have too many of that. But um, yeah, underscore D-U-Y-O-U-1-1. Instagram underscore D U. One one, so yeah. So contact me there. Do not send me your film because I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna put a word in for you. I don't have that power. I can barely put myself on a good team myself. So you're talking about doing something to play to play overseas. They want you to get you on a team. Yes, and I I have no power doing that. So if you have advice, I would love for anybody to ask me advice. But to get you in contact with the team, I can't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just being honest. No doubt. Awesome. I appreciate it, buddy. It's a fun time. Hour and a half. It's good to talk face to face. You know, we've been social Man. media for a while and uh, keep doing what you're doing. And hopefully we, we catch up in person one day. Yeah. Thank you so much. And if you ever come to Belgrade, let me know. I will be glad to host you. Me and my guy will be glad to host you for real, bro. Appreciate and it. Keep it Bye, and keep up the content, man. Hey, see ya.